first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT. And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. We are continuing our off-season review of the position groups for the Indianapolis Colts in 2020. We just finished up the wide receiver groups earlier this week, and it was put up Sunday. And today we're going to be discussing the tight end group. Tight end group has had a lot of interesting things happen to it this year. Earlier in the year, you know, we had a lot of issues when it came to injury sake and a few other things like that. But we did have some really good opportunities to see some guys do some really good damage here in the regular season and even in the postseason. So we're going to go over some of those numbers now. And so, Cody, we'll just start here with the guy, the staple of the Colts tight end room, and that is Jack Doyle. Jack mm -hmm. Doyle, again, who at the beginning of the year had some injuries to start the year and, you know, had a few turnovers that kind of cost the team a little bit on the offensive side for sure. But once the offense started really catching rhythm, I think Jack Doyle, you know, again, was a great situational piece. And he was actually the ranked by PFF as the best skill position player on offense of wild card weekend with that five catches or like 90 yards and a touchdown, that big touchdown that he had in the fourth quarter that put the Colts right back into position to play in the game. So Jack Doyle, again, you know, being a consistent option. And of course, we know what he can do with blocking. So what would you say about Jack Doyle's season this year? Yeah, from a statistics standpoint, it wasn't anything to write home about. He only had, what, 23 catches for 251 yards. So it wasn't really like, you know, what we've seen Jack Doyle do in the past. I mean, from a statistics standpoint, yeah, it just, it wasn't a, you know, one of Jack Doyle's better seasons, but you know, looking at this, there was three tight ends with over 20 catches. Mo Ali Cox led him with 31. So, you know, you kind of just look at like all the ways the Colts like to use their tight ends. And, you know, the, the one word I keep coming back to with Jack Doyle is reliable. I mean, this dude is so reliable. It was a little bit puzzling, though, to see. It didn't feel like the Colts used him as much as, you know, they maybe have in the past, like in seasons prior. But Jack Doyle still continued to be that security blanket and make plays when need be. And you talk about that wild card game. I mean, Jack Doyle, it was weird to see Jack Doyle go off because he just really hadn't the whole year. So, yeah. you know, overall, yeah, you're right. He he's just like an overall really solid tight end. He's he's a pretty solid receiving tight end, really good blocking tight end. He kind of offers you the best of both worlds there in in, in that department. So, I uh, love Jack Doyle. Uh, what can you say about him, man? He's just been a, the number one tight end and been so consistent for years now. It, it's crazy to think like he's been on this team for for so many years now feels like he just got here in one sense, but it also feels like he's been here forever. So Jack Doyle, definitely a veteran of the group, but uh, I love what Jack Doyle does. And he just does all the dirty work that nobody really talks about. And uh, for that reason, he's one of my favorite Colts. 
Absolutely, man. All right, let's talk about the newly acquired tight end from this season, Trey Burton. Burton came in this season on a one-year deal just to add to this tight end group, had some experience in Frank Reich's offense when he was in Philadelphia. And this season, played in 13 games, had 28 catches for 250 yards, so one yes, uh, one less yard than Jack Doyle, but had three touchdowns as well this season in receiving. Also, Trey Burton had two rushing attempts for three yards, and both of those rushes were for touchdowns. So Trey Burton, they tried to flex things a little bit with him. They can make some things different with Trey Burton. You know, he gives you that option. What What did you think, Cody? Did he meet your expectations of what he could provide for this offense, or did you expect more? I mean, I think I just expected with these tight ends them to go to them more, honestly. Uh, but yeah, Trey Burton provided exactly what you needed, especially in the red zone. Uh, I really liked what I saw there from Trey Burton. I know only he only had like three touchdowns, but you know, he also just offered a new element, you know, kind of in between from Jack Doyle to, you know, Mo Ali Cox. I felt like Trey Burton was right in the middle there. Probably one of the, probably the best receiver on this, on this team in, in the tight end room. Yeah. He just provided a nice, nice little piece there for Phillip rivers. Um, and we know he obviously knows Frank Reich's system cause he was, he's been in it for, he was in it with, with Philadelphia for a few years there. So overall, uh, I liked what I saw from Trey Burton. He made the plays when he needed to, and uh, I always felt like he—you could count on him to make a clutch catch or two. He never would like go crazy. I mean, that that Bengals game was the only game where he kind of went crazy. He had a couple touchdowns in that game, but overall, he was just another solid contributor to this tight end room, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, his best catch came in that Packers game. Remember that one where he had that one-handed grab, that yeah. one-handed diving grab. That was really good. You know, he definitely provides you a great route running tight end, but also, like you said, can run block as well. And then basically the other tight end here, the last one that we'll really talk about is Mo Ali Cox. And mm. he played in 15 games this year. And like you said, surprisingly led the Colts tight ends in receptions. Yeah. You know, there was a times in the middle of the season at the end of the season, we were like, where the hell is Mo Ali Cox? Like this guy's just barely getting used. and you know, we've again just not using him in the red zone is another thing that angers me so much. When you got a six foot seven uh, tight end that can go out there and just go and get it over just anyone, it really does astound me that they don't use him more often in there uh, with the hands he has. But anyway, thirty one catches on thirty nine targets for nearly four hundred yards leads all the tight ends with average of twelve point seven yards per catch. Had two touchdowns on the year. So this is a guy that definitely had, you know, some big playability. We saw it a bunch of times. We even, we saw it mainly in, what was it? It was the Minnesota game, wasn't it? It was either the Minnesota game or the Jets game where we saw him go off for a hundred plus yards on the mm -hmm. day that where he had those five catches for a hundred and like 17 yards. So Molly Cox had himself a day there. Everyone was saying, well, this guy should be the number one tight end coming up here soon. I mean, I think when we look back on the season now, Cody, it's kind of like, man, we wish we would have used him more often, but mm. where we were at at the beginning of the season, you know, we started talking in the off season, a couple guys that, you know, this season really depends on whether or not they're going to get an extension or whether they're going to stay with this team was Mo Ali Cox. We we're like, what more can this guy provide? We don't know. 
And then I think he's answered that call pretty well. I think he's shown that he's worth keeping around for a while. <laughs> yeah, just simply for his you know size alone, I would keep him around. I mean, you said a six seven, like you throw those screens to him, and just like literally, Mo. All you have to do is just extend, and you're there, man. You're you're such a long player. So yeah, you're right. I, it was a little bit curious why the Colts didn't use him more in the red zone, especially because we know how much they struggled in the red zone at times. And, you know, it's the same thing with, like, Michael Pittman. You have these huge targets. Why aren't you using them more in the red zone? Now, maybe you can, you know, point it to potentially the Colts doing really well and running the football, Jonathan Taylor over, you know, 10-plus touchdowns on the ground uh, or other things. But, you know, saying that, you you already talked about it. The wide receivers didn't have a whole lot of touchdowns. The tight ends didn't really have a whole lot of touchdowns either. So I would definitely like to see that, you know, going forward, especially in Mo Cox's case. I mean, literally just throw a 50-50 ball up to him and let him go do what he does. Use him like you used Eric Ebron, man, in the red zone. I mean, he's bigger than Eric Ebron. He's he's. I think he obviously has better hands. He has bigger hands than Eric Ebron. Use him more. And I definitely agree with you. It's very puzzling why they didn't. Because, you know, every time Moali Cox got, got it his way, except for obviously that one drop that led to a pick, I mean, this dude was very consistent. I think he earned an extension, honestly. He, he led the Colts in receiving for tight ends. Uh, I just want to see him more targeted, quite honestly, whatever that looks like. Just get him more involved in the offense because, you know, that was a question, like you said, like we wanted to see him develop more as a receiver this year. And I think he did that. I really do think he did that for the opportunities he was given. I really liked what I saw from Mo Ali Cox. But, yeah, definitely want to see him in the future with the Colts and see him be utilized more in the red zone and just overall as a pass catcher. Yeah, I mean, Mo Ali Cox was – tied for sixth on the team in targets, tied with Jonathan Taylor for the sixth most targets on the team this year. Like you said, I want to see those go up. And, you know, I mean, that's pretty much it for this tight end group. I mean, I'm just kind of looking at it, Cody, and thinking to myself, you know, I just want to see more of this group. And I especially want to see more of Mo Ali Cox because Mo Ali Cox can do everything Jack Doyle can. He's a great blocker. He's willing to do that. And, and, you know, I don't know why some people say it's so bad. It's such a bad idea to try and go for the 50-50 ball in the red zone, like right at the goal line. I don't know why people seem to think that's such a terrible idea. Obviously, if the team knows it's coming, it can be a little difficult at times. But we have two great receiving options exactly primed for that. If Reggie Wayne at six foot could do 50-50 balls like he used to. I'm sure a six foot four guy in Michael Pittman and a six foot six, six foot seven guy in Moali Cox could do the same dang thing in the red zone as well. Cause like you said, he doesn't have to be insanely athletic, even though we know he can. I mean, this guy used to dunk the basketball for a freaking living, man. I mean, good mm-hmm. lord, just let this man go up, get it, bring it down, let him do it. Just let yep. him do it. It it also it also keeps teams honest. It keeps teams honest. You put a Moali Cox out there on the edge, or if you if you design a play package to where you know you can curl him out to the back of the end zone, throw it up. Then people will be like, oh, wait, we have to keep an eye on Moali Cox because now we know they, they're used to doing that now. You know, it, it's just I feel like that's another thing. You know, we just got done talking about Frank Reich's uh, great aggressive play calling. I feel like sometimes he just forgets that, you know, he can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I want to see the Colts moving forward use the tight ends like they used them in that Buffalo game. Because we saw, man, when they used their tight ends properly, what happened? They were torching that Bills defense, right? They had over 300 yards passing in that game. They were efficient. That was one of Phillip Rivers' best games, quite honestly, um, with the Colts. And they used their tight ends a lot. They used these guys that were bigger. They used Pittman as well. Uh, Mo Ali Cox, I remember, had one catch where he literally just like out was just taller than the guy and made the catch. Like, use him in, in those moments. Use Jack Doyle in those moments. And I, I definitely want to see that moving forward. That was my biggest criticism for sure with this tight end group is just we didn't see him enough. And you're right. And and so moving forward, I would love to see that. I hope we'll see that. I hope – yeah, like, like you said, I hope we don't forget that we have these really, really good options at tight end. I mean, honestly, we have a three-pronged attack, and it was just kind of like – I feel like we're kind of like just laying our sword down here in this with these guys. Like, let's use them, you know? So they definitely agree with you, man. Our tight ends, I, I think they have immense talent. Moali Cox, obviously, I think has the highest ceiling because he's, he's the most physically gifted guy, really good run blocker, and he's starting to come into his own also in the receiving game. But, you know, I like all three of these guys, quite honestly. And small shout-out to Noah Togiai, too. He, we didn't really see him a whole lot, but Frank Reich and Chris Ballard, and Chris Ballard and his presser actually talked about Noah Togiai, and he said we're really excited about him moving forward. He's a young guy. The Colts claimed him earlier on in the year. He went on IR. We didn't really get to see him much. But I'm intrigued, too, with him, kind of what he – if he develops a little bit into something. Because the Colts seem really high on him, honestly. So moving forward, I'd like to see what we have in Noah Togiai, too. All right, Cody. So now we're at the part of this video where we get to rank the position group here. Uh, what was your position ranking for this tight end group for the 2020 season? Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a little bit hard because, like we said, they didn't use them as much as we thought they should. But I think for what they were given, I'd give them a solid B. Honestly, I would because I felt like whenever they were called upon, they really they made plays. The Titans did. Uh, what Whatever guy it was, it seemed like it was a different guy about every week. So, yeah, I'll give it a solid B for this tight end group. You know, I'm right on there with you, man. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't, uh, I didn't expect that. But um, yeah, I mean, this it, this group, given the circumstances that it was required to be in, you know, with the play calling and everything else, you know, and with having to step up and be uh, great blockers for this offensive line that was struggling at the beginning of the year, which we're actually going to talk about here very soon. So, yeah. you know, it, it, you're right. This group has had to deal with a lot of adversity this year had to deal with injuries at the beginning of the year, had to deal with the offensive line play being tough and, you know, trying to understand how to incorporate Trey Burton into the system and things of like that. But, you know, I think they showed that this tight end group has the ability to be a good tight end room. And, you know, there's still room for improvement on there. But, you know, I think overall they did pretty good for me. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much. Let us know in the comments what you thought of this tight end group for 2020. Should Mo Ali Cox get an extension? What about Jack Doyle in the future? Trey Burton? You know, all these guys are going to start having some uh, contract talks here very soon. So, you know, we'll have to see what the future holds for this group. Uh, maybe that's why Noah Tagiai was brought in to begin with, you know, because to see if maybe somebody would step up if somebody didn't. So, Thank you guys for tuning in.